Hello, welcome everyone to Pillar to Post here on Fightful Overbooked is our round the horn style show where I have guests. It's WrestleMania week, so we're back to five guests this week and we have alleged big stars. I don't know if that's true, but allegedly we have big stars for this show. Five guests, they're going to banter it out. We're going to talk WrestleMania, we're going to talk WrestleMania weekend, just everything WrestleMania, AEW, plenty to talk about. Let's welcome everybody on one by one. Returning. Returning, the only person, uh, Louis Dangor returned. Fuck Louis Dangor, though. Uh, the second returning person, besides our two-time champion, from comicbook.com, Connor Casey is here. Connor, how are you, buddy? What's going on, Jeremy? Uh, it's a day. It's a WrestleMania. It is a day. It's a day and a half is what yes. it is. Yeah, it's a day and a half. <laughs> uh, from Believe Pro Wrestling Podcast, you see him all the time with SP3. Rick Chino's here. Rick. What's going on? I'm very, very excited to make my debut, holding it down for the BLEAV and SB Nation. Let's go, baby. There you go. Uh, from Talk Sports, not interviewing Austin Theory this week. <laughs> my bitter rival, my sworn enemy, Alex McCarthy is here. Alex, how are Fuck you? Fuck you, Jeremy. How are you, man? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you're very hostile, Alex. Oh, man. Dinner time. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, from the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, from the Wise of Pro Wrestling podcast, from like 8 million other different podcasts, you can find him getting his ass kicked on uh, Prestige <laughs> Pro Wrestling as well. The man with the nicest hair in the game, Jonathan Alba. Each pro wrestling. Oh my god, just botch it all. Listen, don't <laughs> don't sweat the petty things and don't pet the sweaty things. And, uh, <laughs> right now you're looking a little sweaty. So, am I sweaty? Yeah, you look a little. It's sweaty. the lights. That's just it's all there. It's the lights. Yeah. That's just my hair. <laughs> so uh, our defending two-time reigning champion. You know him from Graph City. You know him from making CM Punk cry. You know him from from the Twitter machine, from the raps. Righteous Reg. Reg, how are you? It's me. It's me. The only one in here to make CM Punk cry. I mean, <laughs> one of us in here is down with the Hardy Boys, so that's pretty close to what I did. But it's Righteous Reg, double R in the building, Grapsity, all the time. Two-time defending champ. It's a tough, tough uh, bunch of people out here today. I don't know I'm how it's going to go. Let's see what's going on. I mean, I'll just I'll just give you all the points right now, Reg, and just declare you. So, the I mean, I could, I mean <laughs> I could do it, man. It's Fightful WrestleMania week. I see. I see what's going on here. Yeah, these other guys don't have allegiance to Fightful. <laughs> we got to stick together. Yeah. Uh, so here's how this works, everybody. We have an opening topic, which is two major topics. Everybody will talk about. You'll get points. I'll mute you if I don't like what you have to say. Uh, push or bury, which is multiple topics. Uh, where you either push or you bury the the topic. After that, we're going to eliminate two people. They're going to kick, kick them the fuck off this show. Uh, and then we'll do some quick hits, which is three topics. We're, we're, down, we're down to three people. Once that's done, kick, kick another person off. And then the final bell, head-to-head, battle it out on one or two to three topics. And the winner will get a little bit of face time. That's how this works, everybody. Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready to yell and, and preview WrestleMania? I don't know if Rick is. Rick just had oh. to handle some business there. So. <laughs> uh, well, I, I told my wife about one thing I'm doing later, but not about the thing I'm doing now. So Ooh, she was I questioning see. me. Yes. Oh, minus yeah. five points. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, we can we can go minus five points. For Rick. Rick, you're at minus. Five. <laughs> <laughs> right, Your wife's like, who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> Rick's starting off really behind the eight ball. On this thing. Um, all right, everybody. First topic, first topic. It's WrestleMania. I don't know if you guys have heard about this show. Oh, it's God. WrestleMania this weekend. No one actually likes WWE except for McCarthy because he's <laughs> made to like WWE. Yeah. Uh, 
I think but, that's a stretch. For those, for those who don't know, <laughs> Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns are going to battle it out in the main event of WrestleMania on Sunday. <sighs> Very simple question. Should Brock Lesnar end Roman Reigns' run? Alex McCarthy, we'll, we'll throw it to you. Since Louis Dangor is not here, we'll throw it to you. Our don't, put me in the, don't put me in the same fucking bracket. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Any more disrespect like that, man, I'm going to find you in Dallas and shit. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not in Dallas. Oh, good luck. <laughs> Exactly, I scared you out of there already. See, oh, um, he's now, just man, differently. Uh, <laughs> All right, we're not worried what Alex has to say. Ricochino, what do you think about <laughs> Roman Reigns? <laughs> oh my god. Reigns? My Hell no, God. he shouldn't. I know everybody loves Babyface Brock, and Babyface Brock is great. He's the most interesting he's been in the last twenty years. Uh, love the promo he cut on Monday. But Vince McMahon for the last six years has been trying to get Roman Reigns over Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania in the main event. He finally has a slam dunk moment to do it, making the freaking biggest star of the last 10 years. He's got to do it this time. And it has to be the definitive end of all of this. Because on Monday, he ran down all the receipts that he had to get back on Brock. This is the last one, beating him at WrestleMania. It needs to happen. And then these two never need to touch gloves again. You're not actually at zero. You're maybe at like a negative three after that. I'm just too lazy to like update your points on the copy that. Yeah. You just just let me know when I'm in the green. Yeah. Yeah. You hear about it at a negative three. Connor, what do you think? No, I think this was always set up for Roman to beat Brock. I, you know, trust me, I'm getting as tired of this reign as just been anybody else's. And I'm not looking forward to round three of a, of a match that we have seen four times already, twice at Mania. Both times were hated. Uh, The problem is, is that, they've got bigger plans for Roman coming out of this. They want him versus the rock at WrestleMania 39. Now, whether or not the universal title should have anything to do with that match is in a completely different conversation. Cause rock has so much as told my website. He ain't coming back for another title shot. He ain't coming back for another run. He's not interested in that. What he's interested in is in just one big match with Roman. So why the title needs to be involved in all with that is, com- is a great big mystery. As for this match, I don't care. Most people don't care. We're just kind of hoping that it's passable and better off than the last two were. You guys are some hate. You're getting muted for name dropping your, your The Rock spoke to my website. <laughs> John Alva, what do you think? I think in theory, everyone talks about how, well, Roman Reigns should lose to someone that he's going to be able to put over big, right? But WWE has had multiple opportunities to build opponents for Roman Reigns to finally give that to. And this is not indicative of Roman Reigns per se, but we've seen the likes of Cesaro. We've seen the likes of Kevin Owens come in and not get anything out of that Roman Reigns run, right? So if it is Brock Lesnar, ultimately, that is that name to end it all, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world because I don't see anyone else there. And and that's indicative of the way that WWE has built this. I don't think that's the right thing, but it's just the reality. And, and here's a question that I pose when Roman Reigns definitively pinned both uh, Daniel Bryan and Edge last year. We're all talking about how he's the biggest star in wrestling. He hasn't lost since then, but has he elevated beyond that? Has he reached a higher level than what he did last year at WrestleMania in this year since. And I would argue no, because there just haven't been any opponents there for him. And, and that's a much bigger issue down the line to worry about. 
It's a good point, Jonathan Alba. I'll give you an extra point for that. Reg, you think Lesnar <laughs> to me the biggest that? WrestleMania moment of all time is Brock Lesnar beating Undertaker to beat the streak. I think we're about to see that same thing again. Everybody is just guaranteeing that Roman Reigns is going to win, but where the hell do you go? Roman Reigns has beat every viable opponent he has in the WWE. There's not one person that's like on the come up. There's nobody. There's nothing. They're going to have to build somebody for at least six months to beat this guy. So Brock Lesnar beats this guy. He goes on an angry, angry uh, Roman Reigns does goes on an angry, angry tirade for a long, long time to set up this match with the rock, because this title is also not needed in a match with the rock. Nothing's needed in a match with the rock. You just bring the rock. So he loses this match to Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar beats everybody. It's the, it's his show. WWE has told us multiple times that he could do whatever he wants and he's going to do whatever he wants on Sunday by defeating Roman Reigns because it's Brock Lesnar. What about Cody? You mentioned that every name out there has been beat by Roman Reigns. I don't disagree, but you have a guy like Cody coming in. Uh, there's always a way to get someone like an AJ Styles back into that picture or Randy Orton down the line. I just think. Why is John Alba trying to host this show? Alex, go, go ahead. You can actually speak. To <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> I've been sufficiently humbled. Um, yeah, well, you say that, though. Like, Seth Rollins hasn't. You know, they haven't done that really with Roman. That that could be done again because that was left kind of open at the Royal Rumble. I think there is, there is some room for Roman as champion. And I just feel like with a championship reign this long, why would it be Lesnar? What does Lesnar need from this championship reign? Maybe I'm giving WWE too much credit by saying the next champion. Way too much. It's Brock Lesnar, Man. dude. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Brock Lesnar. Every problem, time you say, what is Brock Lesnar? Is, he doesn't need anything. It's show. Brock Lesnar. The problem is he's too hot as a baby face almost. Like I was... And, and I mean that in the terms of what WWE maybe expected. If if Roman was always meant to win this, like Connor said earlier, then maybe they didn't expect Brock to be as beloved as he has been as a babyface. I think all of us here can agree it's been a hotter babyface run than maybe a lot of people would have anticipated. This Brock's having so much fun that everyone keeps talking about, right? And I, I feel like within that, I was at WrestleMania 34. That shit was booed out of the building. Like nobody wanted to see that, no matter how hard they worked. This time around, this is the best Roman character that anyone has seen pretty much in his WWE run. And Brock is being cheered like he hasn't been cheered in God knows how long. So in actual fact, a match that we've seen a million times and that nobody really had any care for, you've now got the two best versions of WWE's two biggest stars in their marquee matchup. I understand with a WWE hat on what they're thinking about by putting this together. I still don't think Brock should be the guy to defame Roman. Will he be? Fucking probably. But it shouldn't be because you should be looking at someone like a Gable Stevenson down the road or a Bron Breaker. You want to make the next guy. The yes. next guy who's going to beat yes. Roman probably isn't on the roster just yet, right? It probably isn't in our immediate foresight. But you they want to make the next guy the and they guy. fired him. The next guy was oh, Keith Lee and they fired his ass. Well, well. I mean, maybe. I don't think they ever thought it was going to be. Yeah, no. Yeah. What we think of what WWE think, you have to make that distinction very, very clearly. Hey, who says WWE can't build stars, by the way? Look at all of AEW's roster. I mean, just... Okay, so who, who do you think should be the one to dethrone him? Alba mentioned Cody. Uh, Alex Alex mentioned somebody like Braun Breaker, Gable Stevenson. I'm sure John Alba is going to say Carmelo Hayes. Like who who do you think that we know you love Carmelo Hayes, John Alba? Uh, who do you think should be the guy to throw dethrone 
Roman Reigns. You have the pencil. Who's the thrown in Roman Reigns for you, Connor? So I think we have to remember that we're not entirely sure what they're doing with these two titles after this match. They've kind of they've kind of kept it purposefully vague. And I have a feeling rather than make giving Roman or Brock a brand new belt, what they're going to do is just have him carry on both belts and do what they did with Becky back at 35. She has to defend both titles in a single night. That's how you get the WWE championship off of Cody by having hit off of Roman by having Cody pick up a win on him. Then he cheats to do something bogus against Drew to keep the universal title. And we keep on stretching this thing on until 39 with the rock. And then as far as the universal title, uh, Stevenson, I said, Rick, (laughs) (laughs) look, I, I think it has to be Cody Rhodes. And I think it's for not even so much like, Cody's ascension, I think it's for what WWE needs to do to send a message to anybody who's getting ready to leave AEW and possibly come over. Cody is their first big acquisition from AEW. They have to book him properly. They have to book him like a major star. And he is a major star coming over. I'm not saying you have to do it right away, but you could do it at SummerSlam, do a six-month build. You could have Roman go through the AJ Styles of the world. Maybe Seth Rollins revisit that. Drew McIntyre is a guy that still has some unfinished business that they kind of been lulling in the weeds a little bit on SmackDown. He can go through those guys over the summer, and then Cody can get his shot at SummerSlam. It's not so much for Cody. It's also for sending a message to any free agents coming over from AEW like, okay, maybe my booking won't be total shit if I come over to WWE. Before Alex talks, Vince McMahon is still alive. Remember this. Vince McMahon (laughs) is still alive. Every comment you guys make, Vince McMahon's still breathing up there. Fair point. Yeah. But you you can't you can't make every argument and then with the asterisks go, but fucking Vince McMahon. Like, you know, when has it not been? Every time I watch the the show, that's what it is. Exactly that. I, I feel like if you were to look at WrestleMania 39 now, you would say, okay, Rock and Reigns is probably a lock, right? You don't need the title. I think Lesnar and Stevenson is where they'll go. I honestly think Stevenson will, ha- will have a rookie year like Brock, and that's the match to make. I think Braun, when he gets to the main roster, will be having a supreme rookie year as well. And you could make the argument that he will take the title from Roman before Roman gets to Rock. I also think Austin Fury will have John Cena before we know it. Stop it. Um, Alba? I think it's going to be Butch. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, God, uh, that was a real sentence that came out of my mouth. Um, no, listen. Listen, I still think, and, and I hate that the, the turn happened, and I'm glad that he's going to get like his moment with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I still think that Kevin Owens was the guy, the perfect compliment to Roman Reigns. Uh, superb in-ring chemistry, obviously, but someone who believably, given his style, I thought they meshed really well. And we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for Kevin Owens to be taken to that next level and defeating Roman Reigns as a babyface would cement him in that sense. Um I'd like to see them go back to the well with AJ Styles. I understand that he's on the older side, but he's still someone extremely valuable to your roster that it's been almost five years now since he was champion, which is pretty insane to think about. Um, But yeah, uh, four years, if you could, 2018. But um, I just think that while it's likely that a Gable Steveson or a Ron Breaker, or yeah, even maybe down the line, a Carmelo Hayes would be like fun to think about. I don't think that that next guy is there yet. It, it's probably Cody Rhodes or Bus, truthfully, at this point. Reg? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Rollins then at this point because I think he's being set up the best out of the people that are currently existing on the roster. I think he has the best uh, 
saying into beating Roman, you know, they had the Royal Rumble thing. Things are still kind of up in the air. And he's been, you know, positioning himself with this Royal Rumble build as kind of the next person to do it. Cody Rhodes, I think everybody's giving too much credit to Cody Rhodes. I think that fans are going to turn on him. I think Vince McMahon is going to turn on him pretty immediately because he didn't create any of this that they're going to show. If the if these rumors are true and they're going to let him keep the shirts and the the theme and all that bullshit that was created somewhere else, Vince McMahon is going to hate it and he's immediately going to send his ass back to the mid card. So Cody Rhodes is out. Rollins is probably going to be the one to defeat Reigns. Lying, lying, lying. Roman Reigns is going to defeat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, and then Brock Lesnar is going to defeat Roman Reigns somewhere <laughs> this year before Rock and, Ra- and Reigns. Brock Lesnar is going to have both those titles. Yeah. Can I respond without getting muted, or yeah. am I going to be okay sure. with that? Maybe. Depends no. on your response. No, I just, I just want to say I think it's a little bit of a different case because – while there's been other guys like the Killer Crosses and all that who have come in and everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's someone that should be. Pushed. Wait, are you talking about Cody? Well, so to Cody's point, so I'm saying like Vince is giving Cody more money than any of those guys. So th- all right, I'm muting you because this is going to set up our second topic. And I'll let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> our second topic is what is Cody Rhodes ceiling in WWE? John Alva. <laughs> there's no upside to Vince McMahon throwing this copious amounts of fuck you money at Cody Rhodes and then putting him in that lower mid card mid card. I agree with the point that was made before that this is your chance to set a, a ground level for like, Hey, if you make a jump like this, you can be treated with this. And for that reason, I do think Cody's ceiling is very high. And I think the, Cody verse translates better in WWE than it does anywhere else. Truthfully, Reg, you, you just bowed your head at the mention of. I do Cody not verse. agree. You guys are uh, this whole. Everybody's given Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is still alive. You guys are giving this guy too much credit. He don't give a fuck about none of that shit you guys are saying. He's going to do what he wants to do, and that's bury motherfuckers. Cody's going to come up here shining and shit. Brandy's not there. There's all these things. Is Pharaoh going to be there? The dog, at least? Look, there's no way for Cody to really get over without being Cody, and Vince McMahon is not going to like that. He's going to be like, yo, put the mask back on. Get the mustache back. Put the fucking makeup on. That's Stardust. Like, he's not going to be into this new Cody into that this is vince mcmahon this guy ain't changed same man same dude connor what do you think cody's ceiling is in WWE? no connor's still muted <laughs> <laughs> go ahead connor reg vince is the same guy and he is still petty but he's also a guy that loves to chase after dollars and he recognizes the fact that there is legitimate excitement about Cody finally showing up at Mania this year. I think the ceiling for him is something like what we're seeing Drew McIntyre on SmackDown now, a short world title reign, and then he's he's somewhere up in the upper middle card. Because Raw right now is just this never-ending cycle of Seth, Kevin, Bobby, RK, Bro. And it's basically you need some sort of fresh life pumped into that show, and you're not going to do it with the draft because you've decided that needs to be in October for some reason. So this is a good solution to at least fixing what is basically a log jam of a bunch of guys that Brock ate in about five seconds in Elimination Chamber last month. Rick, what do you think Cody's ceiling is? Uh, I'm, I'm, like Reg said, it's still Vince McMahon, right? But I'm taking it on the other side of he's paying Cody Rhodes a fuck ton of money reportedly to come in, and he's not going to waste that on a guy who is going to get buried or, you know, 
toil around in the mid card. He's going to put him in a main event spot. Does that always mean a world title reign? No. They just gave Kevin Owens a ton of money, and reportedly he's going to main event WrestleMania with Stone Cold Steve Austin. So it's not always about the championships. It's about the spot on the card as well. They gave Sami Zayn a ton of money. He's got a heavily publicized match against Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania. So these guys have their spot solidified. Cody Rhodes is reportedly getting upwards of that same amount of money or even more. So I think the sky's the limit based off of his pay grade. It doesn't do Vince McMahon any good. Also, what I said earlier about other AEW stars coming over. This is the first big fish. He's got to treat him right, or people aren't going to make that two-way street connection very, very often, except maybe those who want to cash in on a payday. So it only behooves Vince to book Cody Rhodes better. Alex, what do you think ceiling is? I don't know if Vince cares about how attractive WWE looks to prospective AEW talent. I don't think he cares no. about that at all. I think uh, I'll, I'll start from the perspective of WWE. I think Cody's ceiling is going to be determined really early on. While that electricity carries over from the initial WrestleMania debut, he needs to ride that wave. There needs to be something for him in the next few months. I personally always thought he could be a world champion in WWE, not necessarily a poster boy, but a world champion. Um, but looking at where he is, right, is he ever? Is Vince McMahon ever going to have Cody above, say, a Roman? Would he get a Roman uh, rain, shit pun. Didn't mean to do that. Um, <laughs> like you know, what, what, is he ever going to be above as, as Seth? I mean, Seth's putting him over on the way on the way in, probably. But still, I think there's going to be a whole bracket of guys. Brock, for instance, would probably eat Cody alive in a match. Like there, there's a bunch of guys that Vince views, and Cody is not going to be one of those guys. I don't care how much he's paying him. He's paying him for what he's going to get at WrestleMania. I think there's going to be a great little runoff of that, probably, where Cody's going to get some fresh, exciting matches that we all want. But then it's going to come back to realization where he'll find where he really is in the card. We look around SummerSlam to the back end of this year. That'll tell you what Vince McMahon really thinks of Cody Rhodes, in my opinion. Anybody else thoughts on Cody? John Alba, I'm sure you want to speak. <laughs> I just, I just want to say, like, on, on Cody, two quick things. One, he is the most WWE of any of the major players in AEW, which I think works in his favor well, and it's kind of embedded in his blood in that sense. And two, you know, we're saying, well, you know, he's still just a guy, and it comes down to Vince McMahon. AJ Styles, and I understand they're different work rate-wise, but, like, AJ Styles is the most unlikely success story in WWE history, right? Like, there are so many reasons why AJ Styles shouldn't have translated into a main event star in WWE, but he did. So if a guy like that can find that, there's no reason in my mind that a guy like Cody can't. But uh, again, uh, we'll just see how it plays out. I think Alex's timeline is right. I think around SummerSlam is one we'll know. Anybody else thoughts on Cody? All right. I think there's definitely okay. value in trying to make it look like, hey, the pipeline from AEW to WWE is a positive one. And these rumors that they're interested in guys like MJF, Wardlow, Jade Cargill, those aren't coming from nowhere. Right. So you have to wonder at some Andrew point. Zary. That's what they're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> well, that in his honor, I'll unbutton another player. <laughs> but those, those rumors aren't coming from nowhere, so they have to keep it just a little bit like, hey, we know that if you come over here, we're not we're not just going to bury the shit out of you. As that's going to wrap up round one, the scores after the first round. Alex is at eight. Rick is at five. John Alba is at 11. Reg is at seven. Connor is at seven as well. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break where our faces will still be on the screen. Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern to the Spotlight on Fightful. 
myself and Jeremy Lambert break down the world of professional wrestling. And this week is a huge week in wrestling. We have WWE WrestleMania. We have Triple H retiring from in-ring competition. We're going to be talking AEW like we always do. We got other stuff going on like Ishii taking on Jonah. That's been announced for Impact Rebellion. Huge match. We also have The Collective coming up this weekend and we had Zack Sabre Jr. winning the New Japan Cup. So there's a lot to talk about this week. Plus, we have our creator spotlight where every week we talk to a wrestler, a promoter, YouTube creator, somebody we find interesting in the world of professional wrestling. And this week, our guest is Ninja Mac. So join us every Thursday on the main YouTube channel for Fightful. That is youtube.com slash Fightful. We'll see you there. Yes, we do have Ninja Mac on the show. Uh, oh, hey. On Thursday. Come on, you guys. And, and Steven Jensen wanted me to mention that the Weekender podcast is up on Fightful Select this weekend. Uh, there's an ROH Supercard of Honor post show on youtube.com slash Fightful. After that's over with Jensen and Joel Pearl, I might jump on that as well. There's a shit ton going on this weekend. It's WrestleMania week, allegedly. That's what everybody tells me. All right. Push or bury, everybody. It's pretty simple concept, John Alba. I'm going to give a topic, and you're going to say whether you want to push it or bury it. Steve Austin, wrestling on night two. Supposed to main event night one. Do you think he wrestles on night two? Push or bury Alex McCarthy? If, do I bury it if I don't want it to happen on night two, I guess? Is it a bury? I don't know. Figure I don't it know out. how this works. <laughs> okay, it's, then I'm, I'm fucking buried it then. It can all be done on night one. If you're going to close it, then we're going to get Austin come out hellacious right kevin owens bit of a chit chat 10 minutes you know what lufez press stump a mud hole couple of stunners drink some beer with the crowd thank you very much i don't think you need to build to something else on night two that would take time or detract from anything else i mean i know vince is out here selling seth rollins he's a fucking main event but that's not going to be a main event is it and like this whole concept of what is a main event seems to be lost it's the last match right it's the biggest match it's the last one and there's nothing wrong with having Steve Austin in that slot, theoretically. But by the same token, do you need it twice? Do you need it to take up a whole weekend? No, I don't think you do. So I think it's fine that it's going to be showcased. And I'm happy for Kevin Owens, by the way. Great that he's going to get such a spotlight. But man, I don't need it to bleed over in tonight too. Let's just get it all done in night. In a, it's like 15 minutes it's going to take. Rick? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm burying this because it wouldn't be anything different than what we're going to see on, on night one. Now, I don't know why they don't just call this a match because, as Alex said, it's basically going to be, you know, uh, Press, he's going to stomp a mud hole in him. He's going to pick him up. He's going to stun him. He's going to chug some beers. The only thing that's not making this match, it, making it a match is the bell ringing and a one, two, three. So it's going to be the exact same thing again on, on night two. I don't see Steve Austin going out there. I don't care how great a shape he's in. Ring rust is a real thing. Uh, I don't see him going out there and putting on some eight, 10 minute classic where, or not even a classic or him just selling for six minutes. I don't see that happening. It's going to be the same thing. No matter what you can finish it on night one, get it over in 10, 15 minutes and send the crowd home, crowd home happy. Connor. You've already got seven matches booked for WrestleMania night two. And the simple fact is, is that Austin was brought in and to sell more tickets and get more attention for the show and get more people tuning in to, to see the show on Peacock. You accomplish that by having him show up on night one, and and you've already got for night two, you've got the greatest match of all time booked between Roman and Brock. So they're not going to try and double down with more Austin. As for the segment itself, they're hedging their bets 
by not calling it an outright match because then they get out of, well, if Austin can only, you know, punch around the ring a few times and then hit the stunner in the middle of the ring, call it a night, you know, no one can complain that it wasn't a bad match if it wasn't technically a match. A so match. that's how they get away with doing it. Alba? I'm going to bury this. I don't see him on night two, but I will make this bold prediction. I do believe that a bell will be rung. I do think it will be either an unsanctioned match or a street fight of sort that will be spontaneously put together. And I think that the night will end with a pinfall and Stone Cold Steve Austin going off the air with a beer bash. And it kind of akin to what Rowan did with The Rock, where it's spontaneous and they get the moment out of it. I do believe that. And I also don't think this is the last we've seen of Stone Cold Steve Austin. It just won't be on night two. Wow, Reg. Push, 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 push. If you get Stone Cold Steve Austin, if Stone Cold Steve Austin can take a bump and he wants to take some more bumps, put him on night two. They Yes, they did bring him in to sell this show. There's two nights of it. They have to sell 100,000 more tickets the next day. There's going to be a lot of walk-ups for WrestleMania night two. You got Stone Cold Steve Austin that did a great job on night one. Hey, come out tomorrow. He's going to do something with blah, blah, blah. That's another bunch of tickets that are going to be sold people are really going to be interested in that if stone cold steve austin if you got stone cold steve austin on the line for anything at all and he can get in the ring and he could do something you better put him in there while you got the chance because if he goes home and and starts thinking that he never wants to do it again that's it get him while you got the chance put him outside there's a hundred thousand tickets that need to be sold it's texas double stone cold steve austin nights at wrestlemania i mean that sounds great mr man loves that doesn't he as we think, man, it's just going to be the they're going to fight in this segment. Owens can lay him out with a stunner, and then night two, you do the match. All right. of you were wrong except for Reg. Maybe Alba. Actually, I liked your answer, Alba. Uh, <laughs> push or bury. There's a new AEW signing uh, on Wednesday. Female talent this time. Push or bury it being Athena slash the former Ember Moon. Reg? Uh, I'm going to bury because I think Athena, I think. I do think Athena is going to come in, but I think she's going to come in into a thing with Jade. It seems like they've been setting up quietly, not very quietly. If you know what's going on, they've been setting this up for a couple of weeks with Jade. Jade said some things. Athena has been online talking her stuff. They got the captain Sean Dean involved. I think, yes, uh, Athena is going to be there, but bury her being the mystery opponent tomorrow at the dynamite show. McCarthy. Ah, oh, man, that's the same as Reg, really. Like, again, I'm a big Ember Moon fan, and I think it would be a great move for AEW to scoop her up. Um, but it does seem like she will be heading in for Jade Cargill. Um, I don't know exactly who it could be this Wednesday, because I think Tony Storm would be a goal down the road as well. But don't think the non-compete is up on, on Wednesday. So Athena coming in, yes, but man. You're supposed to do things if the non-compete is up on Wednesday or not. McCarthy, Rick? I'm gonna I'm gonna bury this. I'm gonna take the field just because there is kind of like this murderer's row of really talented female wrestlers that are out on the independent free agent market right now. It could be any one of them, but I think it does make more sense for Athena to be working with Jade Cargill. So I think somebody maybe like Mia Yim makes a ton of sense. I think somebody like Taya Valkyrie could make a ton of sense as well. There's a lot of different options, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the field on this one. It's impossible to to pick which one. Alba. Uh, I'm going to take no comment. Why are you here? Ooh. Oh, Alba's got scoops. Alba's got scoops. Hey, oh. DMV so I can pre-write the story, John Alba. Wow. It's going to be Jeff Hardy in a wig. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I am going I'm, to... I'm talking Alba five points for no comment. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was I, that bold move, Alba. Bold move. I, I am going to push having no insider information simply because I don't think that the two things are mutually exclusive. I, I think you can have uh, Athena show up in the tournament and also feud with Jada at some point. And if you're talking about the other people that are also out there in free agency, there's nothing saying that, you know, Tony Storm, Ty Valkyrie, Mia Yim, any of the other stars you guys have mentioned, it's a tournament. You got to yeah. fill those slots at some point. There's Bring nothing saying in. that this is going to be the only surprise of the tournament. And Athena is one of the few stars that legitimately, if you say, hey, we've got a surprise coming in this week, she's one of those people that will go, yes, that is a fantastic signing. I am excited to see her. I'm excited to see her lock up with people like Jade, like Britt, like Ikaru. There are so many great matches for her to have. So I think it's – I think I'm pushing that it's her. I think it's worth building up something like that. And I don't this shows think in Texas. she's – I don't think that just because she's not in – in this, I don't think just because she's in this match doesn't mean she's not the one to challenge Jade. Right. Shows in South Carolina. She, I, I, oh, okay. Look, I'll, I'll just say it. I think adding Athena, Tony Storm, anyone of that nature would be excellent additions to the AEW women's division. I think they have legitimate credibility, which the AEW women's division has slowly been building up over time. Credibility is a really big thing. You need credible opponents when you have someone as dominant as a Jade Cargill or anyone of that nature. So yeah, if, if people of those name calibers are brought in, they will be excellent additions. A very diplomatic answer, answer there, John Ella. <laughs> uh, Pusher Barry. Uh, Tony Khan is promising a bunch of stuff for Friday. I assume John Alba has scoops here, so he's going to give another <laughs> no comment. Pusher Barry, Samoa Joe as the biggest surprise Ooh. Tony Khan has up his sleeve for Friday. Connor? Oh, geez. Um, yeah, there's really not anybody else I can think of for that kind of uh... – of, of surprise reveal. So yeah, I will push it and say, go for that. You know, there's plenty of other big talent out there, but if you're going to bring in somebody like say any of the ring of honor guys, that doesn't quite get the same hype as X WWE star X ring of honor champion X face of impact wrestling at one point. Yeah. And Joe's just kind of been sitting there. He's been awfully quiet. You know, the only thing he's really popped up on was a kind of funny game stream, which is, you know, if you're not in the video games sphere, you really don't, he also co-hosted Busted Open for an hour shortly after. You know, if you if you follow these things, uh, Connor Casey, like you're supposed to, you'll know these things. Alex, <laughs> what do you think? Alex is always yeah, so muted. Sorry. I love it. Yeah, there you yeah, go, Alex. That's how I live it. Yeah, man, I, I push it definitely. Samoa Joe making his way to AEW. I mean, of even before the purchase of Ring of Honor, it would have been a great get to bring Samoa Joe to the company. He's got so much history. With so many oh, different suits. All right, Alex, you gotta shut up. What, what is do you want? What is this bullshit? What Why? is going you, on here? You've got every podcaster that has ever spoken a word about pro wrestling, but not me, who is literally booked to wrestle and win this weekend. <laughs> That's nice. Oh, <laughs> on a show Later. that you're previewing. <laughs> We're not what talking about this? you on this show. <laughs> We're not talking about you. Do you want to be what? on the show next week? No. All right, go away. That's not happening, first off. He's back that's again. A, that's not happening. How many of you are going to be there this week? His access, not... unfortunately. Okay. Couple yeah, I think you. all... Yeah, I'm going to be there. Alba, you're not there? Alba. I think Alba's the only one. Mm, interesting. I'm not there. 
you know, some people me. some people won't pay for for my trip and uh you know i gotta stay Who, here do you mean me I mean, he's speaking on it I srs absolutely i, mean, I won't. yeah <laughs> give me van's money that i don't see a dime of get you know, out of here i hope you get a canadian me. destroyer this weekend srs I, I mean that's the most likely scenario because that's the only goddamn move that anybody in that company knows how to do um Whoa. maybe i can show them how to actually do some some real wrestling holds but oh you're dead i, I you know i think that I think the learning curve there is just a little great chat. Sean. Yeah, I don't yeah, think that they could quite pick up on it. Leave <laughs> <laughs> us alone. SRS. We're trying to handle business over here. I, I've got the button too, Jeremy. I know. I know you do. You do like know that I was supposed to manage Sean. Like this is a shoot in Tampa two years ago. I was going yeah. to manage Sean. I know about this. <laughs> like this was a real it. thing. In in the match that I didn't want to do, I so badly, the promoter was like this really big out of shape guy with heart problems. And he said, I think it'd be funny if we did like a brawl for all worked match and i was like buddy what? i will get i will get eviscerated on the internet if i don't lay my shit in i was like so i gotta <laughs> lay my shit in and i don't think he could have taken any like any kicks from anybody in general so i was fearful i was pitching everything possible to not do it and then i got barry horowitz on the phone and i was this like this close to nailing down a deal to have Barry Horowitz wrestle me because he was like from 10 minutes away. He wouldn't have cost any money to, to bring in. And I was like, I need somebody in there that won't fucking cripple me. If something goes <laughs> awry, like I don't want something. to happen. <laughs> I remember the promoter was like, Oh, we'll do, we'll do a DQ finish. So you don't look bad. I was like, look bad. I'm a wrestling writer. What are you, <laughs> why are you talking about? Like, like protecting me. I am so glad. We're on a time crunch here. Sean. You're not on a time crunch. <laughs> no, no, seriously, we, we are on a time yes, crunch. Yes, we're on a time Are crunch. you? Get out of here. I'm sorry, you have nothing better to do with your day, but other people have something to do. No, they don't. These oh, people don't have God. jobs. None of them. Yeah, I'm about to Drew Carey myself. Let's go. <laughs> Drew Carey yourself. You know, eliminate what, himself. Be wildly successful and get into the Hall of Fame. That's true. Yeah, no, that's, that's something that well, nobody from GCW will ever accomplish. Oh see God! You later. He's trying to cut promos. Let's see what's going on here. I can do that too. <laughs> we can go that route. Samoa Joe was the surprise. I think Rick or Alex was talking. One of you guys was talking. Alex, Alex is still. It, it's How did you do at this point, Alex? You're doing it to yourself. I just want Pierre <laughs> Alex to say Bianca Belair's name. That's all I want. Like. Can you say Bianca face. Belair, please? <laughs> Bianca. I love it. Bianca. <laughs> <laughs> Bianca um, Belair. Um, uh, yeah. um, can Rick, I go? Samoa Joe. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll uh, I'll push this one. Look, Tony Khan has talked recently about how you know a lot of his bookings recently have been like you know love letters to to Ring of Honor, and I don't think there's a, a bigger love letter that you could do to the to Ring of Honor fans than to bring Samoa Joe in for this. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna push this. John Alba, I'm pushing this. Um, last year, before CM Punk debuted, I put a bold prediction on Twitter that I thought we would get eventually an all out match in Chicago, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. I'm just going to stick with it. I think it's going to happen at some point. And uh, yeah, this is the perfect time to bring a Samoa Joe in. And especially if Ring of Honor is going to be that quasi-developmental and that's kind of the role he was playing in NXT, <laughs> it would be a great spot for him to come in as like a player-coach kind of thing. Uh, I'm going to say Barry because you said biggest 
surprise. And I'm selfishly mm. wanting Brian Danielson to show up after Jonathan Gresham wins oh, his match awesome. and becomes the ring of, official Ring of Honor World Champion, setting up Brian Danielson versus Jonathan Gresham. And uh, Righteous Reg has won at this match for a hundred years <laughs> of a lifetime invitational match. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm gonna bury. I want Samoa Joe to be there so bad, but I think the bigger deal would be Brian Danielson coming in and challenging for the championship that he brought to prominence. Alex, do you actually have something to say? And I just need you to say anything so I can give you a point over Rick. <laughs> I, again, I, I feel like Samoa Joe um, would have been a massive get for AEW in any kind of lifetime, right? Like, especially right. even towards the end of his WWE run and he wanted to get involved behind the scenes. I feel like he's been very clear about that and he could actually add a lot to AEW in that regard as well. The fact that they've now brought ring of honor just kind of makes it a no-brainer like i don't know what else samoa joe would rather gravitate to tony khan is probably the best hands you could probably have on ring of honor at this point to actually pay the correct tribute to samoa joe that he definitely did not get in his last run with wwe so man yeah i, I think it's a no-brainer gotta push it that is the end of push or bury and we have two eliminations to make uh our scores stand right now alex has 12 reg has 13 connor has 12 and two eliminated people. Rick with 10, John Alba with nine. You're big at no comment on the AEW signing that you need to text me the scoop for. <laughs> Rick, well, do you have anything to plug? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Please like, share, subscribe. That is spelled B-L-E-A-V. I got an interview up with Montez Ford right now. Oh. Uh, and then this coming uh, Friday at 7 a.m., it is the most stupendous WrestleMania prediction show ever with Renee Paquette. So make sure to, uh, and SP3, by the way, SP3 is always there. Uh, I'm gonna be fighting, I'm gonna be fighting Alex McCarthy in Dallas for the custody of SP3. So that's gonna be going down. So make sure to follow me on Twitter as well, at Rick Uccino, R-I-C-K-U-C-C-H-I-N-O. Bye, Rick, thank you. Enjoy talking to Renee Paquette. Ask her some hockey questions. John Alba, plug your three million podcasts well i'm the host of the extreme life of matt hardy dropping every single friday wherever you get your podcasts it's registers the juke there um uh the host of the wiser wrestling podcast dropping every monday i got like 10 shows on adfreeshows.com but listen here's the thing okay i would rather protect my integrity and and make myself a viable employee going forward so you know who it is bitch see you later peace Bye, John Alba. <laughs> Guys, we'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. So you also wrestled, I think it was Joey Janela. You did a Canadian Destroyer on him. How'd you feel about the what? It? You did a, a Canadian Destroyer, the front flip pile driver, I think. Didn't you do one of those? You did a 450 off the top rope as well? Who did a 450 on? You. You did a 450 with the twist and a bunch of flips. No. I think you could have done it. Joey probably would, would sell out the garden with me. Really? Yeah. Why do you think that match hasn't been put together? You probably and Joey be the Olive the garden. garden. The Olive Garden? But it'd be <laughs> the Olive Garden. God damn it. Not, not MSG. The Olive Garden. Yeah. It's a meat sauce garden. Would you do like a breadstick on a pole match? How would how would yeah be a breadstick on a pole and I'll shove it up his ass? Mm -hmm. That's 
that. Or I could subscribe to Fightful Select to, to watch that that full interview, the worst interview Sean's ever done. I assume he's taking Definitely. the Canadian Destroyer from Virgil. This weekend, yeah, uh, of course. Spring break, that's my assumption. Uh, quick case, everybody. Speaking of GCW uh, and, and spring break, most anticipated event from this upcoming WrestleMania weekend, indie event. I, I assume they're probably top WrestleMania anyway. Most anticipated event for WrestleMania week. McCarthy? Well, fuck. Um, God, McCarthy's really WWE what? show. He doesn't keep up with the indie stuff. I really don't. Mm. Um, I'm just going to yeah, shoot straight. Um, I'm at, I, I would assume Ring of Honor, to be honest. Like, um, just for everything that we mentioned earlier, the first one under the Tony Khan era, really. Like, and it goes back to the point I made earlier. And his passion and obviously history as a wrestling fan. I'm so keen to see what Ring of Honor looks like through his lens. Do you know what I mean? Like going all those back years, he's finally got the company that he probably always wanted to really run. And we're going to see what it looks like firsthand with the current generation and all of this stuff that he's got in the back pocket. That's what I'm most interested to see with Ring of Honor because I feel like it was sleepwalking despite all its talent for a few years. So now with this new lease of life, I genuinely am interested to see what happens. Connor? I, I got to go with spring break. You got Mox versus AJ Gray for the title. You've got Briscoes in one of their three big matches this weekend. Suzuki versus Effie. You know Cardona's going to do something vi that's going to go viral at some point in his match. Uh, and I'm very curious to see how long Sean can actually manage to last in the clusterfuck. <laughs> um, the, the Ring of Honor show, Alex, you know, I think it's going to be interesting. I've, I've got a pass. I might actually be there for that one. But um, I think it's going to be a show that doesn't have a lot of frills to it. You know, you might get one or two surprises, but you got to remember that Tony only bought this company less than a month ago, and he's got to juggle booking this show with no television to help build it up on top of everything he's had to do with AEW. So it's only got six matches, and I got a feeling it's just going to be a very no frills, straight up show with good matches on it, and that's really it. I think he loves gonna be, a surprise, though, Connor. It's going to be the one that people are actually talking about at the end of all the indie shows. Tony, Tony surprise, Khan. Come on now. Yeah, most important show of the weekend. Of course, I only go to WrestleMania weekend now for For the Culture, part of the collective put on by all my favorite black wrestlers. Uh, it's last year, For the Culture 2 is the best live wrestling show I've ever been to in my life. I've been to nine WrestleManias. Blew all those things out of the water. But I think the most important match of the weekend for me is AJ Gray versus John Moxley for the GCW World Championship. That kind of just like encompasses my whole wrestling year. Everything that I've been working for is built up to this moment for AJ Gray to, to do this. You know, GCW is the, probably the biggest indie in America. They're touring every weekend. They're tearing it up. They're doing so much. They're about to put on the collective. They're about to have a lot of people there. And I think it's finally AJ Gray's moment. It's been three years. Mox is super hot, too. He's going to be at a couple events, going to be at the Bloodsport event. This is just like a great culmination of everything that GCW has been putting on recently. So, yeah, Joy Janela Spring Break Night 1 is going to be a very important show. Speaking of everything that's happening this weekend, give me one person, and Alex, I'll allow you to use a WWE name, to keep your eye on this weekend. Connor? Um, I, I think it's crazy to be saying this in 2022, but it's the Briscoes. You've got them against the Good Brothers know. and FTR in the same mm -hmm. night, which no one seems to be talking about, but I'm just praying that there's no bad traffic in Dallas during WrestleMania weekend, which is quite a gamble to be making. Um, and then they've also, they're going to try and get back those GCW titles. I, I really want this match to kind of make up for what happened at the world on GCW. You could tell that show was hampered by the pay-per-view time constrictions. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're not going to have that problem this time. So 
that shit's going to be nuts. Alex? Hmm. You know, I was just thinking there in terms of stand and deliver. I was just because I really haven't thought that much about NXT show, to be honest. Um, but now that the Steiners are going in to the Hall of Fame and stuff, I just wonder if there's going to be something a little extra for Bron Breaker. Um, you know, whether he's going to be involved in that show and that's going to kind of shine a light and then he can do the goods at Stand and Deliver as well. I do believe he's going to be what you know positioned super strong in WWE for the next year anyway. Um, but the Steiners, man, I didn't anticipate Scott Steiner getting a live mic in WWE anytime soon. Um, and I have to feel like, in a in a weird way, Braun Breaker's ascension has maybe been the bridge that everything needed there. So, interested to see what WWE do with him. Edge. Uh, yeah, kind of on the back of the the Ring of Honor show, they just announced that for the interim women's ring of honor championship is going to be mercedes martinez wrestling against willow nightingale i'm a super huge giant willow nightingale fan i think she is everything great about just a baby face pro wrestler and i think she's going to turn a lot of heads i think she's being set up to win the women's ring of honor champion and her in a match against diana peraza is going to be super huge so i think willow nightingale is really one to watch this weekend she's going to turn a lot of heads at that ring of honor show Final topic, there is a reported argument, disagreement between MJF and Tony Khan over the Ariel Hawani interview. I've not actually checked what the update was. I saw Sean put, put an update out. Maybe yeah, I haven't seen it either. Mm-hmm. That. Uh, let's actually, oh, oh, my scoop is on Fightful Select, everybody. If everybody wants to go over to Fightful Select now, I'm there. We got a scoop over there. Um, yeah, it's a Ninja Max scoop. It is. Oh. So I'll, I'll give I'll give it out right here. You should still subscribe to subscribe to Fightful Select. But uh, we did interview Ninja Max. This story is running tomorrow on Fightful, and our full interview runs on Thursday. He's not spoken to Tony Khan since uh, Tony Khan purchased ROH. Uh, he is still wrestling at SuperCard. He pitched for Amazing Red and Loki to be his opponent, uh, but I don't think either of those are going to happen. I'm not positive. But it didn't seem like Amazing Red was there. He, I think he Red is injured, yeah. Yeah, he, he was, yeah it didn't seem like Red was going to do it. He was still hush-hush on low-key, but he said he did pitch for that. So that's what's on FIFOSelect.com. That's a, that's a scoop Steven Jensen and I got. That's people. pretty hot. I like that. Yeah, that's that's about yeah. yeah. I'm a scoopster now, everybody. Yeah, that's pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> um the the update to the the story is in a follow-up we're told that there was follow-up conversation that happened on monday which went much smoother mjf's point of frustration continued to be his contract while Khan was more concerned of the precedent being set the AEW talent doing interviews without running it by the pr team which has been a standard since 2019 those who have spoken to have said that Khan and mjf maintained good relationships since AEW started and have become good friends there we go. we're just giving out fightful select scoops right here on this show Ooh. you should still subscribe for five dollars pop back in like this pretty soon. Yeah, kind of, they, you know, radar is going to go up. He's like, what are you guys doing now? Uh, this is what he gets for coming down and ruining the show. Yep. Uh, the point of this is the MJF Tony Khan conversations. I could make this about the PR team, but I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble here, uh, even myself. Uh, but should MJF be in 2024 the highest paid person in AEW when his contract is up? Reg. Yeah, I think MJF's the hottest heel they have in the company. I don't know why. I think he should continue to make noise like he's doing in all these interviews. I The, the PR thing, I, I mean, I work for PWI and I've had to interact and I know the protocol. So, I mean, it is a real thing. But I think I think this just leads to a bigger issue that like MJF is just trying to make some noise out here, keep building his name, keep building his stock. So in 2024, he is the hottest. But I think 
Forget about 2024. Tony Khan, pay that man right now, dude. He's the hottest heel in your company. He just had one of the hottest matches on your hottest pay-per-view. There's no reason that this guy should be even talking about the competition when you have him and he's doing what he does. You got to give this guy, get, make it right with him, Tony Khan. Alex? Yeah, I don't know what like MJF is exactly asking for or anything, but I agree with Reg. Like, if he continues on his trajectory, 2024, you're going to be paying him a shit ton of money. And any free agent in this day and age is smart to let their contract get low, by the way, um, when you can leverage WWE against AEW. Tony Khan needs to lock MJF down now. And we've already seen that when... Okay, Cody Rose asked for what? Three million, I think we were told. Who knows what the exact number was? Tony Khan did not submit to that. Is there a chance he wouldn't submit to MJF's demands closer to the time as well? I don't know if that's a risk he can afford to take because MJF does seem to be motivated by money, similarly to what Reg said. I've dealt with the PRs of AEW and, and WWE. It's, it's, a, it's a real thing for both companies where, you know, in particular of AEW, they kind of want to know the topics you're going to go over beforehand. Yeah. MJF, would he have steered the conversation that way anyway? Probably. It's not the first time we've heard about his deal, exactly when it's going to be up, and the fact that he's got interest from WWE. So regardless of whether they run it by the PR or not, the same topics would have come out. It just might be the case that Tony Khan isn't happy. He's advertising himself so hard. But absolutely, he should. And I believe that MJF is talking mostly in character, because that's what MJF would say, right? Like, I deserve all of this i am the greatest but at the same time as with all great things there's an element of truth and he is right he is going to be one of the biggest free agents wwe absolutely would bite a, uh his hand off to have him and man if tony khan lets this rumble on he'll regret it and khan. max is a very smart guy he knows the position that he's in right now and he knows that uh, even if he's already made up in his mind that he wants to stay with AEW because he recognizes that he's going to have the most creative control there, as opposed to WWE, where you are trapped at the whims of Vince McMahon. Uh, he also knows that he wants to make a whole lot of money off of his next contract. So he is going to go to anybody and everybody and say that, yeah, I'm going to start listening to deals from the opposition just in case Tony needs to turn around and go, OK, I will match whatever they throw at you. And if he does, Max will take it. Now, you guys are saying that they need to sign to a contract right now. You don't take an athlete and go, oh, you've got two more years on your deal. Well, I'm going to add five to them right now. No, you'll wait until an actual right time for contract negotiations. You treat this like Tony does. He treats it like an actual pro team. You go, okay, we're coming up on your contract year. Now it's time to start talking about conversations for negotiations. Oh, WWE wants to give you this much money? Okay, I'll match it, and you get you get to have better matches and more creative freedom over here. And, and Max is going to say, yeah, I'm going to stay with you. This was just me baiting you into getting more money out of you. I'll just say this on that. For, for soccer teams, I'll say for you guys, like, and obviously the, the relativity is Tony Khan deals with Fulham over here. One of your top stars in their 20s, two years to go on their deal, you absolutely would lock them down for like a five-year deal. I know football and basketball and stuff are different, so it's not exactly the same. But in most sports, you've got a big star. You would not let them approach the deadline of their deal at all because you want to keep their maximum market value. You got to stay under the salary cap. MJF said he's not going to, <laughs> he's not going to sign a new deal anyway. He said if Tony Khan comes with an offer, he said he wasn't going to sign it. I think it's a little bit different in, in that, like he wants to know WWE's offer where, you know, if you go to the market, you are dealing with salary caps and everything. I don't know how it quite works in, in football, uh, mm, but there's none of that. You know, 
<laughs> you you got to deal with salary caps and, and stuff. Um, he wants WWE's offer. He can't get that if his contract doesn't expire because he can't talk to WWE. He'd be smart. He's smart to let it go down. Of course he would. On the PR point, uh, real quickly, Hawani technically works for WWE, at least work around because he works for BT Sport, who has a relationship with WWE. There's a possibility that they wanted that to run be run by because there is WWE affiliation with, with uh, Hawani. That, that's, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. We, we've and all it gets a little been, deeper with area. It wasn't just like some random podcast yeah, that MJF was on. Yeah, we we've all we've all kind of dealt with AWPR and everything, mm. but I think there is more to it than just like, oh yeah, you just appeared on this, whatever. There is a WWE affiliation uh, with with the one. And that is the end of the segment as Alex McCarthy downs his coke and he's going to down his way out of this podcast Fanta. because whatever you're drinking, uh, <laughs> he's going to get out of here. He's 19, Reg has 21, and Connor has 20. Alex. Thanks for joining us, man. Thank you, brother. Um, Alex M underscore Talk Sport is obviously Twitter, and you can get all of my updates while I'm in Dallas over this weekend. Um, but Talk Wrestling, my uh, beloved radio show, is making a brief comeback Thursday and Monday. Uh, you guys will be able to get it on pod. And AJ Styles is our big guest, which is dropping Thursday. What day is it today? Tuesday. So, yeah, I will post all of that for you guys to see. But until then, thank you very much for having me on. Jez. And the gang, and yeah, I will see some of you in Dallas. Yes, Dallas. Yeah, mess up John Alba's hair, kick John Ross up in the face, all that fun stuff. Alex, have fun, safe travels, buddy. Safe travels. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. I don't have another sponsor, so we're just going to go right into the final topic. Uh, I will say that if you've left Super Chat, Humper Chat, anything like that, we read all that at the end of the show. I say that I don't like to ruin the flow of the show, and then Sean Ross Sapp comes in here and just ruins the entire yeah. show. But yeah. I want you, I want everybody to know that if you did leave a Super Chat or a Humper Chat, it will get read, I promise you. Uh, usually the winner sticks around, and then sometimes the runner-up will stick around as well to, to go through those. But if not, I will, I will just read it. Let's go into the final bell here. AW likes signing legends. They're allegedly, maybe, they're definitely hinting at Bret Hart potentially be signing and aligning with FTR. So my question to you guys, and I'm going to start with Connor, sign me a legend for AEW and pair them with somebody. Define legend. Uh, define it yourself. Well, is it a Hall of Famer? Is it just <laughs> someone who used to wrestle? Like, define It could legend. be anybody that you think is a legend. Okay. Um... <laughs> Well, hey, okay, so that that's, that's a broad ass topic. Do they have to be someone that's a free agent right now that could legitimately be signed? Yeah. Okay. Uh, sign Trish Stratus if you want. She's technically a free agent. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Do this. Sign the Rock and Roll Express okay. and have them manage the Varsity Blondes because oh. Hillman's got all this potential, but they don't really quite know what to do with them, and I don't think. He quite knows what to do because he doesn't want to do the loose cannon gimmick, even though everybody's kind of looking at him go, when are you just going to do it? So if they're going to go with this 80s throwback retro tag team idea, bring in bring in the Rock and Roll Express, have them try and build up these guys. And then whether it's Griff for some reason turning or they finally do pull the trigger on Pillman and have him kind of channel his father, you know, I think that's a, and having him betray not only Griff, but then two legends that are absolutely adored i think that could absolutely work kind of arguing with me over, over legend summer ray was called a legend it's, it's no <laughs> definition 
of the, the word, okay? That's anybody WWE's can be a legend. Definition. This ain't WWE. This, anybody can be a legend to you. I, I call anybody's Mike anything. A, a thunder legend. Is he really? Mm. I probably not to most people, but sure, he is. Reg, who should if you're if you're Tony Khan, give me a legend to sign. Who you're gonna pair him with? Uh, I think I'm gonna kind of uh, piggyback off a story that they set up a little bit ago. Eddie Kingston had a thing with uh, CM Punk and his friend Homicide paid a little appearance to. Um, AW, and I just think the story. I think Eddie Kingston still is kind of on the cuffs. Of, he could potentially still be AW World Champion. Like he still is set up. I think the fans love him. I think everything love, everything about him is great. I think hom- having Homicide there by his side will give him more confidence because he's used to having Homicide. And then Homicide on top of that would be great for every other aspect of being an AW, being a wrestler, being a producer, being backstage anything homicide is just an incredible guy so homicide with eddie kingston and then you send eddie kingston to the world championship for a little bit i like reg's story i like connor going outside the box but i'm gonna get to reg for connor arguing with me over what a legend is (laughs) (laughs) you know what it was jeremy it was the the old spelling bee trick of can you use it in a sentence (laughs) (laughs) i was stalling because i couldn't think of anybody you were stalling hey good thank you connor because i I was like i have no idea what am i gonna say right now That's fair. That's fair. Um, guys, I don't know if you watched the Oscars on Sunday, no, but uh, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Very simple question. This a work or a shoot, Reg? Uh, big shoot, big shoot, big shoot. As a black man, I know that black men do not like to be slapped. Not for fake, not for not for anything. So I would never, especially knowing who these two gentlemen are, no way that they would orchestrate this. If they were to orchestrate something, it would have went different. A disrespectful walk up, slap me, turn your back on me and go sit down. Not in a million years is someone like Chris Rock going to agree to that. Connor, work or shoot? It was a shoot simply because if you notice from the U.S. broadcast, uh, you didn't hear what Will Smith shouted at him afterwards. Uh, you had to go find all of that on Twitter and on feeds in other countries. Uh, if this were real, you would have seen all of it. You would have heard all of it. This was, enti- this was entirely off the cuff a shoot. Uh, the Oscars had no idea that this was happening. The Academy would not have come out with a statement and said, hey, we are not OK with this if it was staged. Uh, Will Smith wouldn't have had to put out an apology if it was staged. Um, and But people are like, oh, you know, it's, uh, you know, more people should be doing stuff like this. It's like, no, 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 no. What all y'all need to understand is. Most people are not going to respond the way Chris Rock did by continuing to stand there and show complete composure. And number two, most of y'all ain't Will Smith. So a lot of people are going to swing back if you try to swing at them. Uh, I'm going to get I'm going to give it to Connor, uh, but it's all pro wrestling. Right. Come on, guys. I mean, everything is pro wrestling. Football yeah, is pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, football. If it's a sport on TV, it's pro wrestling. If it's on TV, honestly, it's pro wrestling. The news is pro wrestling. It's all pro wrestling. <laughs> you've got to release you've got to release a statement on it otherwise it does yep. just look like it was it was a work so exactly and put shoot. like a kanye kind of quote statement at the end say that like it's <laughs> oh, america no. it's america it doesn't matter we could do this it's america no. we do whatever we want in america we like flags uh. and we like crosses red you go did anybody buy a toaster this weekend i bought a new air fryer <laughs> no. i was all buying air fryers i didn't i didn't know what was happening this past weekend it's a popular thing uh, <laughs> all right, I, I mainly I want the answers for to, to hear both your answers for this. It's Mania week. I don't know if you guys heard about this. 
there used to be a time, and there still kind of is, where everybody got their own show. Two years ago, Sean Marsat was supposed to have his own show, right? Book me your own show. What's the name of it? What's the main event going to be for your show? I, you can use any talent you want. I, I don't care. Just let's just say you offer WWE a bunch of money. What's the main? What's the main event of your show? What's the name of your show, Connor Casey? Well, I don't know if you know this about me, Jeremy, but my background is actually in rugby. And uh, if there's nothing I love more than wrestling, it is rugby. And rugby actually translates quite a bit to pro wrestling with its physicality, its violence, and its love of beer, which is why I'm going to call this Connor Casey's Beer Bash. Because, <laughs> And you're going to have all your stars coming out in their favorite rugby kits. You're going to have people beating the absolute piss out of each other. I'm going to steal GCW's main event, Moxley versus AJ Gray. But I'm not going to have them drink because Mox don't drink. Um, no, it's, it's, it would just, it would basically just be a big old rugby theme show. I have fun with it. Reg, what's your show? What's your main event? It's Reg. It's Righteous Reg. It's wrestling. It's hip hop. It's all combined together. There's rappers, there's wrestlers. The main event is all the wrestling rappers against each other. Myron Reed, Chris Bay, Leo Rush is in there. Uh, Swerve is in there. You get all the wrestling rappers in together. They battle rap each other before the match, and then the match goes, and they all go at it. It's a hip hop extravaganza. I'm rapping at all points of the night because it's my show, and I get to do what I want. The Righteous Reg hip-hop extravaganza, as some would say. Have you run this by uh, Baron Black? He's doing it, and I'm to one of booked, and I'm going to fight him. I'm fighting you, Baron Black. I can't wait to see you, brother. Double B. When he announced Pastor Troy, I popped so much. Come yeah. on, man. What? That's crazy. This is okay. insane. Connor, I've got to give it to Reg because he's he's got mm. battle reps. But I he love stole the idea. I the idea is already happening this weekend. No, he stole that idea from me, Connor Casey. You he stole that idea. Rugby. You didn't say it publicly. Rugby. It's it's already been booked. And now you, you also booked the, the same main event that's already been booked. You should, that's, you know, that's, book uh, Daniel oh, Vidas. It's all fair. Yeah, no, we, we, we both kind of walked a fine line. I agree. <laughs> what's, what's, what's Daniel Vidas' name now? He's a former rugby guy, right? He's in NXT, I think. Oh, yeah, baller? the big guy. He's like a pretty big guy, right? Yeah, he like I'm beat somebody rich. up or something. Well, Tr know. Trisha Dora's ex-rugby, Rich Holland's ex-rugby, Cesaro was, Kyle O'Reilly is. There's a lot of them. You could have booked one of them. You just booked Moxley Yeah, they're not, they're not free agents. <laughs> Neither, I said you could steal from WWE, Connor. Two non-rugby okay. guys. <laughs> eh, Cesaro's a free agent? John would be great at it, let's be honest. He would be. He was, yeah. He's great at anything. Cesaro, Cesaro yeah, that would have been a Cesaro's a free agent. Exactly. All right, Cesaro versus Kyle. That would be my main event. There you go. Well, you've already lost, but know, good, that's... good job retroactively. Connor, do you want to do you want to plug anything? And yeah, you're free to stick around to uh, read. Yeah, to, I can I can stick around for a bit. Um, do you right. want me to plug it now or later? Yes, plug it now. Okay, uh, Connor Casey CB on Twitter. You can find all my stuff over at comicbook.com. Uh, I will be on the Comic Book Nation podcast this coming Friday, available on Twitch, podcasts everywhere, and Paramount Plus, because uh, we will be previewing WrestleMania 38 this weekend. I will be at WrestleMania. I will be covering a few shows uh, around that weekend. I'll be at the Junkets on Friday. I got another thing on Friday night that's another kind of media scrum type deal. Um, and then I will be at the shows themselves. So if you see me, come out and say hey. Connor's a very friendly guy. Everyone go say hi to him if you're in Dallas. Connor, I'm kick you off screen, but again, you're welcome to sit around. Kick myself off screen. Reg, the floor is yours. Three-time champion.
Oh my God, your boy has done it again. Three and oh, the baddest motherfucker in the land. It's Righteous Reg Grapsity Podcast, righteousreg.bandcamp.com. I'm on my way to Dallas, Texas tomorrow. I'm going to watch like probably 12 wrestling shows throughout the weekend. It's going to be amazing. Catch me at anywhere that the WWE is not. It's double R in the building. I won again, man. Three and oh, I'm telling you guys, like Sean Rossap, really show up, man. I'm going to give it all to you. I'm the one here. I'm to take over this fightful gig after i defeat you here on the show shout out to glory glory pro uh my homie van twin blade is in there representing i'm gonna be at that glory pro show it's hard to say it's like a tongue twister uh thursday morning 11 a.m at the collective shit's gonna be crazy just go to the collective support independent wrestling if you're in dallas texas also support those guys up there too i don't know i don't know Uh, support support pro wrestling and support me righteousreg.bandcap.com grapsity podcast every saturday morning it's lit out here. It's your boy. I'll see you next time. I'm going to beat some more people. What's up? Oh, you can catch me anywhere. WWE is not. <laughs> <laughs> right. Unless y'all give me a free ticket, I'll go. Okay, Vince, send me one. I'll go. I don't know. What do you want from me? All right. Let's uh, read Super Chats here. Uh, Ricardo the guy says, here to bury everyone except for the big star camera. I appreciate that, Ricardo. That's fair. <laughs> uh Van Twin says Reg, make uh make them give time to Glory Pro. There card. he is. I knew oh, he was like coming. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Van Twin Blade. Now the Glory Pro card is gonna be fire. It's so hard to say that. Glory Pro. Glory Pro. That's them. Glory Pro. There you go. Looking for uh JJ says send Jeff Jarrett to GCW to guitar guitar shot Sean Ross That's a hot angle. I like that. Yeah, I like He's that. the last That's outlaw, true. so you know. He, there's no Very way true. he would take that. Absolutely. Uh, free our show says all praise to righteous reg yo 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 gonna be in texas and you're not gonna be there i heard but you know shout out to you <laughs> um what else we got here? all right so that is everything guys i appreciate you guys uh you can plug anything again if you are you guys doing graph study this week reg uh yeah we're working on some type of thing we're gonna be out there uh yeah we're doing it. it's it's happening this week it's gonna be a new episode for sure all right Connor, do you have any interviews uh, besides everything you got lined up for, for Mania? You got a Barack on your website again? Damn, that would be so cool. <laughs> it would be. Um, no, I got a, I got FTR coming up at actually right after this, so that'll probably be up tomorrow. Um, oh, the Junkets got, uh, who is it, like AJ Styles, Charlotte Flair, Kevin Owens. They're teasing some other people. Uh, I'm not banking on Cody being on that one, though, I wish. <laughs> um and then I'm interviewing the Conrad's folks uh, later Friday night. So we're Are you interviewing there. John Alba? No, John, because no. John's not going. No. I can, oh, that's I can right. interview I John whenever I want. I got a phone. I'm good. <laughs> oh, uh, but fuck no. John Alba. No, and then this, the shows themselves, like they're not giving us, uh, they're not doing a press box for Stand and Deliver. So I'll be just watching that show from my hotel and then I'll be driving to Jerry World. Well, you guys be safe. Uh, you guys be safe out there in, in Dallas. Have a good time. I want to try to make it out there for, for LA next year. That's a longer flight, but I want to try to make it out there. But you guys have a good time this weekend. Have fun. And again, be appreciate safe. it. Appreciate Appreciate you guys joining me uh, for this. And appreciate everybody in the chat for hanging out with us. And we'll be back uh, maybe next week, definitely in two weeks. We'll talk to you guys later on.